Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Yeah. Philly, Bird Gang, yeah, they got enemies, got a lot of enemies, everybody hating on that Bird Gang energy, they trying to take the wave that we on, check it and respect it bruh, sport and John, ooh we, yeah we got that loud pipe, this that show, all Bird Gangs alike, Gail, E-Rock, Evan, the homie Mike, ain't no show keeping up in sight, yeah, when you watching them birds play, Bird. thoughts go through your mind about some misplays. Backstage politics, right. who's next on the trade block? Man. Tune in to 4th and John, get your answers, bruh. If you be in the city, just know that we get busy. Time there's a whole game tailgate, we lit. Cheering on them birds, uh, singing that fight song. E-A-G-L-E-S, we on, look. We from Philly. If you don't know, we run these streets the same way the birds run that NFC East. Giants is weak, skins is trash, Cowboys every season whoop that ass. It ain't no competition, we here for those who listen. Want nothing but the facts, that ego coalition. We could give two fucks about your trash ass team. Our concern is about that black, that white, that midnight green. The feathers on the helmet, bruh, our hearts indebted. Fly Eagles fly, what it's about, bruh, I said it, look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, are you ready? What's up, Philadelphia? We are live broadcasting from Wildfire Sports Studios. Welcome to the 4th of John 2018 Eagles Offseason Episode 5. Boys and girls, we are exactly 16 days away from the single most important date on the NFL offseason calendar, where literally championships are built. 
And the evidence of the NFL draft being important to the Philadelphia Eagles and their Super Bowl run can be seen up and down the roster. Whether it be Nelson Aguilar coming into his own, a former first-round pick, Zach Ertz finally having his breakout year, a former second-round pick, Lane Johnson, the best right tackle in football, a former first-round pick, Jason Kelsey, one of the best centers in football as of last year, right? He was one of those late-round gems. Brandon Graham, former first-round pick. Fletcher Cox, former first-round pick. Derek Barnett, former first-round pick. You look at Jalen Mills, a guy like Jalen Mills, late-round draft pick, what a gem he was. Jordan Hicks, Michael Kendricks, the list goes up and down, up and down. The importance of the NFL draft to building a championship is paramount, and there is nothing above the repeat. But today, as I'm sitting around, I was fishing today, so I'm sitting around. I didn't get a lot of chance to scroll across the timeline, but one tweet that did grab my attention, Mike Garofolo tweets a picture of the Eagles NFL draft hat. And I looked at it and I said, meh. Like not even a meh, like indifferent, just meh. And that's how I feel, or at least I feel that the Philadelphia fan base feels about the NFL draft as a whole. There's not a lot of hype for this thing right now. If this was last year, the banners would be hanging from City Hall right now. I checked the date last year. They, were, they started construction on the stage in front of the Art Museum steps on the 19th of April. The city was a buzz because we were hosting the NFL Draft. Wondering at pick 14, what prospects were we going to get? What additions were we going to make to this defense for Jim Schwartz? Or what offensive weapons were we going to grab for a budding Carson Wentz's quarterback? Yet this year, just like the draft hat, eh, you know, I, 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 I'm not exactly, uh, not exactly hyped for it. So today on 4th and John, what I want to do is start to get those draft juices flowing. Because there is no more important date. Not free free agency isn't as as important as the NFL draft. Even head coaching changes arguably aren't as important as the NFL draft. This is the thing that builds championships. And I know that Gail walked in here with a thick ass binder of draft prospects. So Gail, how are you feeling about the NFL draft? I mean, for me, for me, the draft is like Christmas. I mean, I get I get hyped as fuck about the draft every. It doesn't matter where it's at. I'm hype. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm watching just tape on guys. I fall asleep watching tape on guys. That's what I do. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> like that. Well, I mean, but this is how this team gets better. You think about, you know, like in the, you know, you're talking about the players in the intro. Yeah. That's how we built this team, the foundational pieces that we found through the draft, and then we added guys uh, in free agency. And just to see how it was built and how it was put together, oh, it was amazing. We got a Super Bowl. I mean, how much more excited are we? We got a Super Bowl. We got we have the right pieces in place, and we got the foundation in the locker room and the front office putting this thing together. So I'm excited, man. I'm glad that you're excited because I, as I take the pulse of at least Philadelphia, right? It, it may not be because we get listeners from yeah. all 50 states, from overseas, but at least here in Philadelphia – it's so far on the back burner right now, and I don't know if there's one particular reason or a combination of, hey, we just won the Super Bowl, so we're still on that Super Bowl high. Super Bowl hangover? It, well, not, not a hangover, but just we're on that high. We're on that high. Okay. Or the fact that it's the 32nd pick, and we might trade out of the pick, or it's late round. We're not exactly sure who's even going to be there. Or is it just the fact that the other teams in Philadelphia are just having that much success where it's a back story? 
Because right now the Flyers are in the playoffs. The 76ers absolutely killed Oh, my God, the 76ers. And I'm not a big bad... I am a... I am a, uh, a, a a light basketball fan, like like a casual fan. Even casual hoops fans would say, dude, you ain't, you ain't got no idea what you're talking about. But one thing I can tell is that 76ers team, holy shit, and they are going to make some noise in the playoffs. So I don't know if it's all those factors sandwiched in the one or the fact that the draft's in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, it also started a little bit late. We were all, you know, we were all hyped about the Super Bowl, and, and That's now, true. now we're trying to play catch-up. We're thinking about prospects when we're like, you know, other teams thinking about them like months ago, you know, as, as a fan, fan base. Well, know. as I was uh, staring out at the water, fishing poles and holsters, <laughs> I was also going through some mock drafts as well. Okay. So, Gail, I wrote down or I listed down some of the uh, some of the pundits out there with their picking for the Eagles at number 32. Later on, I'm going to run the bite and okay. you let me know what you think. But next, I want to go to my man, Philly Mike. I bleed Philly running the social media. How are you tonight, sir? Doing good, doing good. You know, I, I was just taking on my way here. I was like, you know what? Look how far we have come since last year's draft, man. Fucking, we were getting so hyped to go to the first draft in Philly, all of us together hanging out. Then we just fucking have a crazy-ass season, tailgates and all that other shit. And then we have the playoffs. And then we have the Super Bowl, and it ended having the parade in the art museum as well. It's kind of perfect, uh, man. It is. It kind of hit me in the feels on the way here, man. I'm not <laughs> gonna lie, but it's just I don't even know what to who, like what position we should draft yet. I mean, I'm just all in for best player available at this point. Honestly, like we are like so we have so much depth in this team, it's beyond ridiculous. So I'm just up for literally best player available. I mean, that's how you got to take the draft. I mean, at the end of the day, it's best player available. If you're you start <clears> reaching for positions. That's where you go wrong. That's where you 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 draft a uh, a Danny uh, the guard the worst a pick. You're tapping me like I know what the fuck. Oh, firefighter Danny Watkins. Oh, 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 I thought Danny Watkins. Yeah, Danny Watkins. That's how you get a Watkins when you reach. Um, and and, you know Marcus Smith. (laughs) Marcus Smith was a reach. I'm not sure Danny Watkins was such a reach. Yeah, in my book, he was a reach. Like when 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 I I was actually covering the draft for the Eagles, uh, and I was at that draft. And Danny Watkins was sitting at my computer doing like a live Skype hit for PhiladelphiaEagles.com, and I was talking to his agent. And I'm, I asked him, I'm like, did you have any idea it was the Eagles? And he said, no, we thought it was going to be the Patriots. The Patriots had two first-round picks yeah. that year. They thought it was going to be the earlier of the picks. So he was surprised to even come to Philadelphia. I mean, that's where he was positioned oh, to be God right damn. there. But it, you know what? It wasn't from a talent standpoint from that guy. It was just an overall passion of the game. But he was old, too. I mean, he was old. in terms of draft prospects, you don't want to draft a guy that's 27 or yeah, yeah was, heading 27. I mean, you know, like on those drafts, I the, the bad ones, you got that. I Every time I got that feeling in my pit of my stomach when they made that pick, it's always turned out bad. Yeah, absolutely. So. We got a special guest in the studio, our girl Nicole, veteran of the fourth and John tailgates, putting her on the spot. How are you tonight, darling? Hey, hey, hey. How'd your show go? Great. We had the uh, crew from Just Grubbin' In. They brought mm-hmm. me some bacon. Ooh. Bacon. And I've been sipping on Jim Bean apple whiskey. Jim so Bean I'm... apple whiskey and bacon. Yes. You can't That's get any better than that. That's the breakfast of champions right that there. That is breakfast of champions. <laughs> oh and God. I am a champion. All right. We're yeah. all champions. Yes, we are. We are. Super we are. Bowl champions. We are. Um, we're going into, the like you said, the playoffs. We've got our Sixers coming up. We've got mm-hmm. our Flyers coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm so stoked for the Sixers. 
I got nothing but love for the Flyers. Don't get me wrong, but right now the Sixers team is just it's just phenomenal. Yeah, if you're I, if you're listening out of market or you've you've been under a rock mm. um, right now, the 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 city's got Sixers fever. I hashtag mean, it, it, here they come. Hashtag here, here they, they come. come. We've got Ben Simmons, who's the future. We've got Joel Embiid, who's going to be wearing this face mask and it's going to be. Awesome. I, 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 I saw wait. that. I, I saw that wait. tweeted out. That that is an intimidated look. And, Tim, and, they, and we were Phantom all, we of were the process. Joking. They said we should be dazzled. Somebody said they should be dazzled a little bit. Make it more intimidating. Make it distracting. I would like awesome. a Black Panther mask. Ooh. Gail. Oh shit. See? What this is why this is why I love Eagle Sessions sometimes. Yeah. He comes up with some great fucking ideas. I love you, man. Love the, you. The, 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 the Wakandan uh, yes. uh, Embiid mask. That would be dope. Mm. Dude, Yo. who is your champion now? Is this your champion? <laughs> <laughs> Working the soundboard tonight. Oh, we got our boy, not Evan Bubblegum here, but the man usually behind the camera. It is Trox. Trox, how are you tonight? Lady, gentlemen, how's everybody doing tonight? Fantastic. It's a uh, lady. lady. We, got, lady? we got one lady in the room. I'm not used to having a lady in the room. I apologize. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got Philly fever big time. Yeah. All all from top to bottom. Phillies Phillies are at the bottom. Let's see if they go up. Kaplan came out. What are you going to do? You going to manage ass. like a moron, you know, you're going to get act like treated like a moron. Um draft wise I I I would like to see him get a linebacker or a running back. I'm kind of like one way or the other, who's best available at that point. Uh I wouldn't be upset if it goes tight end. I mean, if if there's one that's worth t- getting a first round pick for, but I personally wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm I'm heavy on that. I think we need a legit running back at you know first round quality, even though we are at 32. But I'm I, I'm also we have issues with linebackers because well, that, we have that, a couple that, contracts we don't know what's going. That's happen. the beauty of the situation that we're in. We have so many people returning, so many players returning to this roster, and then players returning to this roster from injury last year, who missed some time last year, that we could put this team on the field right now and compete at a high level. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Assuming that everybody was healthy and ready to go, the roster that we currently have is a Super Bowl roster. But, Gail, when we talk about the importance of the NFL draft and how it makes an impact towards building, every year we seem to go into it and saying, this is the most important Eagles draft ever. This is the most important Eagles draft ever. This is the most important. I think people are sleeping on this draft, not only because now we're trying to sustain that success, but your hit ratio on what you're picking is paramount. If you miss on the first round, you're relying on the rest of your picks on the back end of the fourth round to kind of fill that up. Now, granted, Howie Roseman, with the with the assistant of Joe Douglas, has been putting together some quality drafts where some people deep in the draft, like a Jalen Mills and a, and a Vitae, have been contributing. But being as you only have that first-round pick to hit on, and that's your best percentage on hitting, you, you better hit on that guy. Yeah, I mean, we're in like a weird... We, we have the luxury of picking the best player that suits our needs. Um, but also one one that fits in. Like a lot of people are like, ah, running back, really in the first round, you know, you can get value later in the round rounds. But if you think about uh, if we're going to defend the crown, then you, you want to implement a electric type running back who can be a home run hitter to this, this offense. Think about our running back group. If Who's a home run hitter in our, in our running back group? We don't have any. Okay. We have guys, we have guys who break off 20 yard runs and such. 
Um, you, you, you saw Jai get uh, run down multiple times this season. Um, but if you added an electric guy like a Geis or um, you, you mean your biological son? My biological son, dude. Did you see that on Twitter yeah, when we yeah, were just? I, I've been, you know how many times I've been added by people like, <laughs> dude, you know you look like this guy <laughs> from LSU, this running back. No, you um, keep you keep you keep talking about him so much that I finally had to look him up and be like, who you know who is this? Because again, I, I will reiterate, not a big college football guy. Yeah, I don't yeah. know these prospects. I looked at the picture and went. Holy shit, that's Gail's kid. Surprise, motherfucker. That's my son, motherfucker. Yeah, and then, and, then, and then I didn't want to say anything because I was, like, looking at the picture, and I was like, does he? Does he? Well, he does, yeah. but I, I I don't know. And then Nelson, out of the blue, texted me. He's like, yo, guys, looks like Gail. <laughs> like, dude, I was thinking yo, the My same DMs, everyone's thing. like, yo, this, this I, I know. The, the guy from LSU. Is right? he half Filipino? Nah, nah. No? He's just... I think he's. Uh, he looks like you if you had like Odell Beckham hair. Yeah, he's not. Nig- he's not Nigapino. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's, there's only one Nigapino, and that's me right here. Yo, let me uh, let me throw some prospects out at you because I don't know these guys from Adam, and you can kind of tell me, you know, these guys that are doing the mock drafts because it's mock draft season. 7.0. They'll put out as many mock drafts as they possibly can so that in the end they can say, well, technically in mock draft 3.0, I had this guy taken this. So technically I was right. Bullshit. Okay, so NJ.com has Tavern Bryan, defensive tackle for Florida. (laughs) Oh, Tavern Bryan. Yeah, that guy. I mean, he's a a raw prospect at Florida. Um, he, he, you know, he he'd be a, a guy to groom. Like you talk about this defensive tackle depth behind uh, Jernigan and uh, Holodinata, uh, and then um, Fletcher Cox. I mean, who do, who do we have to groom? We have some younger guys. Um, yeah, but do we really want to be grooming a guy at thirty-two? I mean, but he he can he's a rotational player, but he's a more upside guy. Like you look at him, you're like, we could groom him to be the next take over starting position in in maybe year three. You know, if then if you look at the money, like when you look at the draft and you start thinking about the money, then these players start making sense. Like if okay. you, you groom somebody behind Cox and Jernigan, because if you look at how much Cox is making, you, that that cap hit is ridiculous. And j- the money that Jer- Jernigan's making, if you can get somebody in there like a, a Taven Bryan, I mean, he's a raw prospect, right. but he, he shows like brute strength. It, here's um, here's the other thing I'll ask. Give me a comp. Um, for people like me who don't know who the fuck I mean, this guy it's, is. it's it's a hard comp for him. Um, I don't know. I mean, he, like a. So far, I'm not impressed with your description of this young. I'm man. talking like, probably a a Nadamkin Sue light, light. Well, even still, but like he's got traits, but not like he he, he he's not. Alrighty. Uh, he's not the guy. Okay. He's not. The, <laughs> com has the Eagles taken Braden Smith guard. Braden Smith. Yeah, that's what, that's what I got written down here. Braden Smith guard. I don't have the 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 school. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not taking guard. We're not. We're not taking Braden Smith at thirty-two. All right. CBSSports.com has Tyrell Crosby, offensive tackle out of Oregon. Uh, a lot of people in the draft community have been talking about him. Uh, I, I, he's more of like a second, second, third round guy. Really? Like a Marcus Smith? No, no, no. Marcus, Marcus, Smith. Like, well, Marcus Smith was like a third, fourth round <laughs> guy know. that they drafted in, in the first round. <laughs> Does he look like a bitch? But Tyrell Tyro Crosby is another guy that you think about if the Eagles trade out of the first and collect second round picks. Hmm. He's a guy that could 
that, work. That, that would make sense. But if if, if you're thinking about like if, uh, like I said last year, I said defensive end would be the most Philadelphia Eagle thing to do. Offensive tackle would be the most Philadelphia Eagle thing to do. Um, you're just gonna you know you, you're thinking about um, Big V. Is he is your is your star at left tackle? Can you see going to another season, two seasons with him potentially starting at your left tackle? I don't I don't see him as a a big star at left tackle. So I think you have to find his replacement. Well, and Mr. Yoda, <laughs> I know you you want to replace Yoda, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't say re- l- l- listen. <laughs> you want to replace Yoda? Here we go. T- t- time out. We talked about dark horse uh, off season right. moves, and when you talk about dark horse off season, try to get rid of Jason Peters. Man. Well, like look, I'm not trying. In my heart <laughs> of hearts, try to old yellow Jason Peters. Time out. In my heart of hearts, do I w- did I actually think that Jason Peters would get traded? No. But when you start talking about like let's say your dark horse team for the 2018 season, right? You kind of have to. The playoff teams don't count. All right. The borderline playoff teams don't count. So you have to look at the bottom half of the 16 teams and pick your dark horse. Like, my dark horse is the 49ers. I think the 49ers are more than capable, surprisingly, uh, or might be a surprise uh, winner of the NFC West. Surprise, surprise, baby! So that's, that's, a, that's a dark horse pick. So when, uh, when, when you said dark horse, like, off-season moves, I have to go with something that... People couldn't wrap their heads around, and that was trading Jason Peters. I don't think Jason Peters is going to get traded. Well, do you want do, like do you you want to find his replacement? You, well, is you it, have to find right, his so replacement. Is this important to you then? That it is important to me, but so, I'm not trying to replace him this season. So in the, in the well, in the first round, you, <laughs> if you get a a prospect that you you think that could come in, maybe a swing tackle type guard, you could move him inside the you guard. Can, you can never have too many offensive. Right. Lines. I mean, you think about Wisniewski. You think about who's behind Wisniewski. Chance Warmack. Uh, I know they. Is he like, still on the contract? I thought yeah, it was a one year. They they still like they like Chance Warmack. Uh, he has relations with the why with the old. <laughs> he was oh, terrible. Well, he's from Alabama, and our our right. offensive line coach coach at Alabama. Remind me to tell the Marcus Smith story when we get done with this. By the way, I don't want to forget that. I know I have it in my head, but I know if we just continue on, that I'll I'll forget telling it. Uh, CBSSports.com has Ty. Oh, wait, wait. We just talked about Tyrell Crosby. Give me a comp for him. Uh, Crosby. I don't. I don't have a comp for Crosby. I don't like anybody named Crosby. Speaking of, which, I mean, the, in other words, getting to the Flyers play. I don't like anybody named. The guys. Crosby. The, the, uh, there's another guy, Colt Miller, out of UCLA. Another guy. He's a. He's. They like his athleticism. He's a tall guy. Um, you know how the Eagles like offensive linemen, um, but. He's he just hasn't showed, you know. People are worried about him. Okay, but like you could say like a second, third round. But people are mocking him at in the first round. Colton Miller out of UCLA. Mike uh, Bleacher Report has Mike Hughes cornerback. Mike Hughes, uh, another fucking corner. Jesus, Christ. but he's he he can play he can play the slot. And, and Mike Hughes. We don't got one guy in this entire batch of cornerbacks that can play the slot. Well, Jalen Mills is gonna get a shot. I don't slot. want Jalen Mills in the slot. Well, that's he why you got outside. That's why you might hit the have to hit the draft. Um, but he also has punt returning ability. Um, but Mike Hughes is he's I'm 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 kind of warming up to that idea. And if you think about what God, the Eagles are doing, they're looking at a lot of guys that can play the the slot. It was all of us saying another freaking um, defensive back. Just like, like two years you ago, you have to trade one. I know. Just that. two years ago, we were complaining how terrible it was, and here we are. 
Oh just saying. We, got, we, already we have too many. Too, we, we, we have too many too now. Many. <laughs> but if you think about when they got Ronald Darby, they were up against a rock and a hard place where you think about how many cornerbacks are available on the street that could come in and play. Yeah. You, you have to give up a third to get him. But now they have an opportunity to bring a guy in of their choice. I could see Darby getting traded at the draft. How he's going to make a move. I mean, yeah, I have a feeling he might be traded at the draft. I think he's going to trade back. I think, uh, I think he, I think he's going to make a move, some sort. But you, get, you have to. You say JP might Sitting get replaced. Jones? If that ever happens, that's because Howie made a move. I don't think it'd be from the draft. I think it'd be somewhere else. The guy's playing a year or two. I mean, they're also looking at, an, at another uh, slot cornerback type, Dante Jackson at LSU, who's also been mentored by Jalen Mills, um, and then Jair Alexander at a Louisville. All those guys, Jair Alexander could play outside and inside, but uh, Alexander and Hughes both have special teams abilities. They can come in and be become your returners. Um, but those guys would excite. Is linebacker based on more on speed these days than, than size? Well, you, you think you want to you want a guy that can be on the field three downs. If you, if you're yeah. gonna draft a guy in the first round, you want a guy who's has the ability to stay on the field. Um, you look at a like a guy like Kendricks, he gets exposed when he gets running backs in space, you know. Um, it's linebacker a deep class this year? Um, I wouldn't there's, – there's some talent there. I mean, you can get some guys in the middle rounds, but the guys that are being talked about that could fall in our range were Sean Evans out of Alabama, Leighton Vander Esch out of Boise State. Uh, I, th- I th- The draft community has fallen in love with uh, Vander Esch. I – He's got athletic traits. Uh, if you look at him, he looks like an Urlacher type. He can, he he can run side on sideline to sideline. He was a, a safety, Urlacher. My my dude over there's got stank fit. Get on the get on the mic real quick. You, you're not a, you're, you're not you're not a big fan. He's 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 got like stank face so bad. Uh, when I'm we just saying, yeah, some of these prospects, eh, yeah. eh? <laughs> like yeah. the draft hat, eh? Yeah. Did any did any of those guys that I just named do anything for you? First off, E-Rock, you didn't even have nothing for those guys. You know what I'm saying? So you feel the same way I feel. Yeah, but I don't know who they are. Exactly. <laughs> no, all right. Some of them I feel, but some of them I'm like, eh. All right. Uh, USA. <laughs> USA Today has. Exactly. USA Today has Hayden Hurst Helmsley, tight end out of Carolina. Triple H. <laughs> you can't even trust that name. <laughs> yeah, Hayden Hurst out of South Carolina. He's a he was a former uh, baseball player, so he's an older another older prospect. Oh, no, no. He already old. No. I'm not. That's I'm already not, a no. Yeah, already a I'm no. Not, I'm, I'm no. not really into older. Like you think about uh, Derek Barnett. He was 20 years old when we drafted him. You know he wasn't ready. Like Brandon Cooks, he went to LA the, the Rams. Cooper Cup is older than he is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when you get a, a younger prospect, you're getting more years on that contract and, and that life, that shelf life. So, I don't want to, I don't really want a 25 year old tight end prospect. I mean, if if you're going later rounds, yeah, but not not with my first round pick. Uh, the guy that you brought up, the tight end from South Carolina. Yeah. Eric, who was here last week, was th- that's the prospect that he was pointing out that mm-hmm. he wants the Eagles to go get. Uh, now, I've seen a couple mock drafts. I've seen mock drafts that have him going anywhere from, you know, late first, early second down into the fourth round. 
That's a weird spot when oh, a guy's so wait, bouncing around. That's a weird spot when somebody's bouncing around like that. You get, like, like, I mean, he's not like a uh, inline blocker. He's more like a a, a move tight end. Um, but twenty five years but old. That, but that, but that, like, I can understand. I can almost understand the tight end move filling a a, a positional need because you got Zach Ertz, who's a, who's a phenomenal pass catching route running tight end. You've got Rodgers, who's who they just signed, who's got hands. I liked him when he was at Green Bay. I like that dude. But Brent Selleck, like, now granted, the numbers as far as receptions and yards and all that don't reflect the amount of snaps that Brent Selleck was taking. I mean, there is your run-blocking tight end. That's hard to re- – you don't, you don't replace – like, Rodgers is going to replace um, Burton, if anything else. You know what I mean? Right. Or or give you like Zach Ertz light, you know? But then but he, but then if you look at the guaranteed money that he got, he got two hundred forty five K fully guaranteed. That means he's uh pretty basic in the eyes of their they're they're giving him a shot. Um and he's just filling a roster until um, you know, after the draft. Like before the draft, you wanna get your all your ducks in a row, get guys in uh place so you're not like reaching for players. But I think uh, you know, you bring in maybe a tight end in the fourth round. That's that's my that's that's my range for a tight end. Getting a uh, tight end in the draft, fourth round. Todd McShay came out today. Ronnie Harrison, safety, Alabama. Eventually, you're going to have to address that safety position because McLeod's way yeah. making way too much money for the production. That that's he's the given. wrong safety from Alabama. Though. That's the wrong safety from Alabama. What's but, the other? No, safety? You want to go get Fitzpatrick. Oh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, he, but he's he's not going to drop that far. Mink is going to go top ten. Maybe if we're lucky, he gets around. He's not coming to us. I guarantee you that. I mean, no, but like, I mean, if you're going to take a safety from Alabama, he's the one you want. You don't want, you know, the other <laughs> one. So you, tr- I mean. Well, beggars can't be choosers, my brother. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but, but you, don't, you know, don't go and – I wouldn't go and take him, though, because I, I, he, I think he has bust potential. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take Harrison in the first round. I'd rather have Justin Reed out of Stanford if I'm going to take a safety. I'm looking for versatility in my, my prospects in the secondary. You think about a guy who gets groomed by one of the best versatile safeties in uh, Malcolm Jenkins, you, then you have McLeod to the right of him, and then you have um, Justin Reed as you're playing your Corey Graham role. Or you could just move uh, Mills to safety and just get it over with. Yeah. Oh. Mills, you start grooming Mills as a safety underneath or, the but, two that's there, and then you have the corner. And then you can – I feel comfortable can, at that point drafting a slot cornerback because you're going to have to push one of these guys that you already have on the outside. And then you draft a slot cornerback who maybe gives you some special teams – Production as well. You I mean, you, you think about the, the slot corner role is a you know, uh, Patrick Robinson was a four three guy. I mean, Mills is like a four six guy. I mean, that's why you see Mills getting beat on these double moves and, and such. But then also, uh, Darby was a, a four four guy too, and he, he was getting beat by double moves. But uh, yeah, we need a slot corner though. Mel Kiper has us taking Dallas Goodert. Tight end at a South Dakota State. I don't want anybody named Dallas on my fucking team. That's, that's, that's just listen. I like. I don't know who this guy is, but but, but Dallas Goder. Go, go dirt. No! Dallas no! Dallas Joe Dirt. Dallas Goder is actually. No! We, we good. We good. No, Goder is actually a Packers fan. Like they they've asked him, you know, why he was named that, but he he's like he's definitely a Packers fan. 
But th- he's a he's a playmaking tight end. Okay. Uh, he's a move tight end. I mean, if you see some of his his footage and some of his tape, he's making some ridiculous catches. Dominated the lower level. Um, I mean, for a guy from you know his team to make it, you know, first second round, it's got to tell you what he's been kind of damage he's been doing in the lower levels. Charlie Casserly, who I never take his word for anything, but he has us in his mock draft. So what is it? Sony Mi- Michelle Michael Sony Michelle Sony Michelle out of, back out of Georgia. He's a one cut runner. Uh, Big dude. Uh, I mean he, he's got he's decent size. Um, I, I'm I'm impressed, man, with Michelle. Like if you get a lot of people aren't, aren't saying that he's going to be there in the um, you won't get him in the first round, but like in the top of the second. But it, I mean, if they like his one cut running style, like Sony Michelle is probably be- is better than any running back that we have on our roster. Like, really? Right. Like, he, he can come in and, and give you a little bit of everything. I mean, his he had the highest fumble rate of, like, some of the top backs, but he's a one-cut rudder. He he, he could do it. Give me a comp. Damn, he's comps on the spot? Comps uh, on the spot, son. I don't know, man. Speak I, to me. Comps, comps are t- difficult. Okay. Pro football focus. Some guy named Steve. Dante Jackson, cornerback LSU. I think we already talked about him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, NFL draft Scott, some douche named Dane. DJ Moore, wide receiver, Maryland. DJ Moore, he's actually a <laughs> Philly native. DJ Moore, he can play inside, play some slot. He can also play outside. You get that ball, that, get that uh, guy the ball on screens. He's a uh, he turns into a running back. He's got that rack ability. Um, definitely, definitely, uh, he's he's been rising up the ranks amongst the draft draft community. Dane Dane is Dane Brugler is the shit. That's that's the that's the dude right there. So here's a question on everybody's mind: When are we going to get the uh, Gale mock draft 1.0, or do uh, we or do we get a Gale mock draft? We I'll I'll give you one. Okay. When can uh, when can we expect? We only got 16 more days, bro. Yeah, I, I'll give you. Uh, if I'm going to give you the real one, it's gotta you gotta wait for that joint. The week of the draft. <laughs> Marcus Smith story real quick. So that was the first, uh, no, the second year of Chip Kelly. All right. Yes. Total clusterfuck inside the front office uh, because there was like that power struggle with Howie and, and, and Chip happening right at that moment. Uh, Howie liked five players, a grouping of five players, including HaHa Clinton Dix, including Brandon Cooks, including everybody that jumped up in front of the Eagles as they were trading back to go get these players because they figured, all right, I can trade back, grab some value, I'll still get one of my five guys. All right, I can trade back, you know, grab some value, still get one of my five guys. And then all those five guys were long, were gone. In that spot, uh, originally with that first-round pick, Chip wanted to take Jordan Matthews. Mm. And Howie told him, no, 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 we can go get him in the second round. Let's trade back, grab some more picks. Howie or or Chip was pounding the table for Jordan Matthews in that original spot. So Howie says, no, we're going to go in a different direction. Watch me work my magic. Worked his magic so much and got so cute that he missed out on all those five players. So in a panic move, they basically drafted for need, which is a nice spot that the Eagles are in because they're not necessarily drafting for need at this position, and grabbed their next available highest-rated defensive end, which happened to be Marcus Smith. And that whole thing, that whole draft, like, you'll notice there was no press conferences. They weren't allowed in the war room. Like, usually you'll have 
the video of Doug making the phone call. You'll have, uh, you know, Jeffrey Lurie getting on the phone and talking. You'll have hi-fi. There was none of that. All that was heard outside of the Eagles' war room was nothing but shouting and cursing and pounding and yelling at each other. That was the one single event that sparked that whole Chip Kelly, Howie Roseman dethroning, sending Howie down the, into a broom closet. That's what sparked that entire thing, that one first round. Didn't he, like, throw away, throw away all the, the scouts' notes on that? Like, he totally disregarded what they were saying on that, I heard. No, I, 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 I don't that. know that for sure. Yeah. That's what all all, was saying that all I know all is that PhiladelphiaEagles.com was outside of the war room because you can't be in the war room. They were outside of the war room ready to bust in and like, you know, hey, you made your pick and look, you know, capture all those high fives. The door cracked open. They were then all they said was you are not allowed in here and closed the door again. And you can tell them. Yeah, it was just all cursing and throwing things. Oh, like it was the worst mess ever. But that's how we ended up with Marcus Smith. I mean, that was a bad pick, man. That was was a terrible pick. Radio was unreal at that time, too. so bad. When they said Marcus, I thought they mispronounced Marquis. Like, I thought we were getting Marquis Lee. Yeah. Like, that's that's who I thought they were drafting. And it was a total... It was a... Yeah, yeah, not 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 that I know anything about the draft, but I think everybody at that point was like, "This is this is the bad, this is a bad pick. This is a completely wrong pick." And they ended up getting Jordan Matthews right. in the end, who just signed a contract with the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan Matthews signed was, a, a one-year deal with the Patriots. Wasn't it like five mil, something like that? No, 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 no. He got like a guaranteed like a hundred and seventy k. <laughs> 170k and the, was, the, the, it's a year contract for up to a mil but 170k oh, okay. tell, tells you what they think about his uh his health status like he's got he's got to sell somebody on his health well, it, but, well, well by the way his health status and talent speaking of, and of talent. dropping little nuggets and little birdies in my ear and, and inside stuff that I, that I've gotten Carson um oh. remember that undisclosed or undiscovered injury that uh, Jordan Matthews had on his way out, like he went to Buffalo. Right. Yes. And right. Yep. He kind of he, he kind of blamed, uh, rightfully so. Eagles hit it. I was told Did, through a source yeah. that the Eagles medical staff not only botched, um, <laughs> Jordan Matthews' diagnosis, like like totally botched it. They botched Kiko Alonso. Oh, this big time. And it's no coincidence that after the Super Bowl, the head medical guy or athletic trainer or whoever it was was, like, released in the week following no. the Super Bowl no victory. No shit. Rumor <laughs> had it that, yeah. He, was he was he, well, he fucked up some diagnosis on some key players, including Jordan Matthews, including Kiko Alonso. So you're telling me he worked for the Sixers, too? Might have. But what had me concerned is, okay, so this guy so – until he left, like, I wonder if Carson Wentz's knee injury, they were like, we're not letting you near fucking Carson Wentz during his rehab. We are not Leaf. letting you near. Leaf. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you have got to fucking go at the end of the season. We want you nowhere near his rehab. Yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting yeah. note, though. I get little nuggets from time to time in the DMs. That is, that is a nice little nugget. Do you have any nuggets also, about Carson Wentz? No. Right now? No, no nuggets? Nobody is going to even spill the beans, let alone nobody knows. I tried, y'all. Like, I tried. Yeah, no, nobody knows. Because <laughs> simply put, you can't, when you've got two sprains of the knee like that, you can't just you can't just say, okay, he'll be back at this time. Like, I think I said this before on the show. There's going to be different checkpoints throughout the season. They, they already have a vague idea of when he's going to be back. 
All right, but he has to meet checkpoints along a certain time. The fact that he was on Snapchat throwing those balls, okay, that's that's an encouraging look. That means he can he can throw. All right, when it, by this date he's supposed to be doing light jogging. By this day it's practice without pads. By this day, say sometime in June, he should be able to run and cut. Okay, uh, preseason he can full pad practice. Either way, and again, this is the importance of hanging on to Nick Foles. You can't rush him along that process. If checkpoint C is two weeks late, the rest of the checkpoints get pushed back. So everything is dependent on the rehab. The surgery's done. The rehab, he's going through it. It's now all the che- he's got to meet all those checkpoints, and they are going to be tight-lipped on that. They're not going to spill anything regarding. If anything, when they finally give that date, like Carson Wentz, and I'd imagine sometime in training camp, because Doug's going to be sitting in front of those guys in the in the media day after day after fucking day, and they're going to ask him again and again and again, and they're just doing their job, rightfully so. They should be asking him. I wonder if at some point he's eventually going to crack, and when he does crack, he better be goddamn confident that whatever date he throws out there, if he says he's going to be ready week one, that motherfucker better be ready week one. You know what I mean? Because if all of a sudden Doug's on the record of saying Carson's going to be ready week one, and all of a sudden he's ready week three, people are going to be asking what happened. Why? Who screwed up? What's wrong with Carson? It's just they're sitting on a time bomb shitstorm right now, and they're going to keep Carson's uh, rehab and his progression completely tight-lipped until they're 100% confident that he's going to meet a certain timetable deadline. But then you got Big Dick Nick in the waiting. That's why you have Big Dick Nick. And we're we, we going to be all right. <laughs> Nicole loves her. How much do you love the Big Dick Nick? Oh, I love some Big Dick Nick. What can I say? Okay. <laughs> the la- ladies love the Big Dick Nick. Lot of mercy. Yes, I, I've got the shirt and everything. Oh, yes. The 4th and John uh, shirt. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm wearing the uh, Skull Cry Baby I right now. Mine. I just got mine uh, yesterday. Yeah, the first batch have been delivered. Yes. I've been getting the just tweets and, 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 and the pictures God here. So my, my, my dude can take a, take a picture of I am of wearing it. mine week one, though. Week one. We, we, we all got to be wearing that. No, See, no. My, I had a, I had Does a anybody want to buy my shirt? Last year. I would always wear my new 4th and John shirt at every home, op- uh, at every home game. That's the first time I would wear it. What happened? We won the Super Bowl. So I'm that, doing the same oh, fucking thing next year. I'm okay. doing the same fucking right. thing. Hey, okay? Okay. Right. Just, oh. Okay. Am I allowed Vi- to curse? But yeah, oh, yeah. Vi- Viking, Vikings fans were my fucking mentions. Vikings fans were <laughs> my mentions. Like, y'all obsessed so, with us. They're so big. It's like, listen. No, uh, yes and no. Uh, no, go fuck yourself because we, we beat you. B, you're not going to get away with what you pulled at the NFC Championship game, all that Facebook fake news phony bullshit, and then all of a sudden sweep it underneath the rug and think that, think that things are going to be okay, like we're going to forget. <laughs> Philly can hold a grudge like nobody. Philly fans are the single yeah. greatest group of individuals when it comes to holding a grudge. They will do it for a lifetime. Well, I think the God. Are we doing the Foles chain at the art museum? Is that definitely yeah, happening? The, yeah, the night before. Yes. Oh, I, I can't wait for this. I think Eagle fans are actually going to kick it up a notch because now you just hit the, the hornet's nest and everyone's like, all right, you're going to talk shit about us anyway. So let's step yeah, it up. We're, and we're, they're going to see the banner race on Thursday Night Football yeah. on the freaking home opener. But then there was also fun. that report about it. the NFL looking into uh, that you know, that <laughs> I think game. that was half bullshit, too. You think so? Yeah. 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 We live in the ball-breaking capital of the world, Philadelphia. 
Yeah, ball breaking capital of the world, especially There's when no you come doubt. in and try to disrespect yeah. it. Like, we're, yeah. like we're never gonna let. So that you go. think Viking fans are gonna come out like they did for the uh, championship game? Absolutely not. I think they learned. Don't you know? No, 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 no. We get a couple snobs. We, no, we get a couple no, wrist snobs. They, like you they, said. They, 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 I would. I have they no doubt whatsoever that there will be just as many Vikings fans week one as there was in the NFC Championship oh. game because they're going to be baiting us. Like, look how many people traveled around. This is how, you know, Fox News or CNN gets those three-minute clips where they're interviewing people. I think we were talking about it um, after last show. So, basically, Vikings fans wear a Vikings jersey. They go around the parking lots, and then they take the worst of whatever was happened to them and the worst of whatever was said, and then they make a video about it. And they say, look how awful Eagles fans were. I mean, you're going to get hits. I mean, I've seen a YouTube video of a kid doing that. Like, I mean, brave. I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure if he was a, a Viking fan, but he got, he got the clicks on it. So. Got the clicks, man. It's going to be a It's rest- all about the clicks, man. It's, it's, it, we even like, had a like, Vikings let, fan at our tailgate. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's, not, let's not turn it into – they're going to be baiting you when they're there. Let's not turn it into WrestleMania. Speaking of WrestleMania. Uh, here we go. No, 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 no. Did, 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 did anybody watch it? In yeah. Here? Gail, did you watch WrestleMania? No. Yeah. Mike, did, you, Mike, you watch – I know my boys over here watch <laughs> Trucks. Did you watch WrestleMania? No, I watched the Masters and went to bed. You went to watch this event. guy. You're old as shit, man. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I watched golf and then I went to bed. I watched I probably, golf. I, I probably had, saw 60 yeah. minutes. Watch Matlock and I, then uh, I probably I had two bed. kids on top of me somewhere sleeping. So you know, I had no choice. I ordered it. You ordered not, it. I, I am not a wrestling fan. Like I was a big wrestling fan in uh, in like high school, like when it was the height of uh, like Stone Cold and DX and The Rock and, it all, and all that. And there was uh, there was like the wars between WCW and WWF. And this is pre-DVR, so you either had to tape one or check out the matches that were happening that night. Pick which one you wanted to watch. Switch the box. Or, or yeah, switch back and <laughs> forth between channels. And then everybody at the lunch table uh, would be talking about it the next day. When I went to college, I was like, you know, I kind of like checked out. I was, I was done. So I hadn't seen a wrestling like pay-per-view in literally 18 years. I think I've watched one Monday Night Raw in between that time span. But for some reason, I was like, I'm going to I'm gonna order. I don't know why. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to order WrestleMania. I'm going to check it out. And if you're a wrestling fan and you find joy out of that and you find entertainment and it's your thing, God bless you. I'm not knocking it. I just don't get it. After watching WrestleMania, I, I just I, – I, I don't get it. It's not, what, what, it's not my thing. Was there a match that you actually enjoyed? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Ric Flair's daughter versus the crazy Asian broad. That was uh, That was entertaining. And then uh, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey was the shit. I thought, uh, you know, like, because I know WWE does a lot of, like, celebrity <laughs> matches, right? Like, like a lot of, like, celebrities will get in. I think I saw Drew Carey get into, a, uh, like, a Royal Rumble once or something like yeah. that. Something stupid like that. But it was nice to see somebody from MMA, which I was a fan of, post, like, in college and, and, and even still to this day. It was nice to see somebody in MMA... I'm forgetting Brock Lesnar did it, but uh, kind of kind of cross over and not like embarrass themselves. That Brock Lesnar, that last one was terrible. I didn't go that far into WrestleMania. It was long. Six yeah. hours deep. Ronda Rousey looked great in the ring, but she needs a lot of help in the charisma department. She looks, but but, she but wrestling. But that's what people think is people think wrestling is just going out there and doing it. But when she walks out, she looks like a huge noodle. 
That smile is just what? a noodle. So major noodles. Just is that, is that like a wrestling term? Or? <laughs> no, no, it's just it's just, it's just, it's just like okay. like a wet Marcus noodle, you know. Knows shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I agree with you. though. it's kind of sad that that's what you picked because that pay per view was just straight hot garb. It was terrible. So I know. Was, so that was a bad one. It, I, it wasn't good. I, I don't know why I decided to like jump in, but I figured it's WrestleMania. Oh, that's why. Well, yeah, because I figured okay, if this is like the biggest wrestling event, right. everybody's going to be on their top game. Right. And I'm going to watch it. First of all, if I knew how fucking long it was, I would have never ordered it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. Surprise, it was way too long. This was like the second WrestleMania I ever watched. I watched it last year because there was a lot of rumors going on back when I was a little kid. What's up, Gail? <laughs> Look at Gail's face. I know. Gail cannot believe we're talking wrestling. I know, so right? We're fucking fourth of John. We, we were talking golf last <laughs> week, and we're talking about wrestling. Well, well, I was going to get to a point real quick. I watched it last year because there was a lot of rumors going on. Back when I was a kid, I was all into watching the Hardy Boys because they were dropping off like 20-foot ladders, breaking tables, Weren't and those all that like other the shit. emo kids? Hardy Boys? Yeah. No. But they dressed in like uh, spandex. Like, Jeff, uh, Jeff Hardy did for a little bit. But either way. Yeah. Is, uh, it was a goth so, look. The reason why I watched oh, it last that, year. Is that what it was? Yeah, goth? it was definitely goth. Okay. What was that? Uh, on, that... On, on the family tree of like the family, white, on right. the family tree of white weirdness. There's yeah. like goth, and then they're emo, but they're kind of on the same branch. And Ted Bundy. Yeah, it's yeah. all there. <laughs> yeah. Kind of on the same branch. What was that photo of uh, John Cena getting teabagged by um, Undertaker? The Undertaker. Undertaker. What was yeah. that all about? What? It was just him pinning him and bro. people turning into a, a meme. Wrestling, wrestling is just weird. Finish it. It's a, it's a little. You got to admit, even as a wrestling fan, it's 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 a little, absolutely. It's, it's a little it strange. is. It's it's grown men in tights with oil. It's I, I get it. It's a weird. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, like like the, the when it's done right, it's done really really well. But yeah. the problem is, it's not done right anymore because WWE is a monopoly and they don't have to. They know you're gonna have you have to come to them. The biggest game in town. Yeah. Excellent. Speaking right. of John Cena, uh, I played against John Cena in college. Oh, is this a little inside tidbit yeah, little in the, the Gale world? Okay, and so he, he was a, a, a roided up center back at uh, Springfield University against Western Uni- Wisconsin. Really? Yeah. You played football against John against Cena. John Cena. Yeah. Was he good? Yeah, he was. He was good. He was all. He was actually all American center back in the day. Really? Yeah. Did you like uh well you were you were you were playing running back, so you didn't go well, against receiver, the guy. Receiver, yeah. You're playing receiver? Yeah, yeah. You little you little uh little ass playing receiver, huh? That's right, man. Kick <laughs> return to kick return or receiver. <laughs> you, know, you, you were you were like the black Filipino Julian Edelman, huh? I was more like uh maybe uh what's his name? He's on our team. He's on Nelson? our team? Clement? Matt Collins? No. Clement? No. Nelson? What? From San Diego State. Baby oh, Pum- Pumphrey. Pumphrey. Pumphrey? I look I looked like Pumphrey in, in college. Yeah. I hope you were better. Well, like like than he is now. They all good, yeah. The weed. <laughs> and then Gail's here. Yeah, let's get to, uh, let's get to the Twitter questions because this show is goddamn, this thing is moving along. Yeah, we're cruising. All right, let's uh let's get to the Twitter questions. I can't believe I'm doing this question from uh, Big Shirley right now. All right, well, all right, all right. you're leading off with the Big Shirley Yeah, we're question? going to start it off with a bang. He says, do you think Wentz has been taking penis enhancement pills to surpass foals? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Nicole question. Nicole, do you? Because th- she loves the Big Shirley. All right, thing. here you go. Yes, absolutely. Okay. That's part of the rehab. 
Uh, that's why the doctor got the fired. Checkpoint process, if, I guess. If I'm going to turn that to a professional answer, uh, <laughs> I think after seeing what Foles did uh, winning the Super Bowl, I got I to gotta imagine Wentz is his own biggest competitor. He wants to get one for himself and get that dub and hold it up himself alone on stage. So My, fa- my father, too, who would, everybody knows by now, is on the drum line. So he was at the after party. Like the, oh. when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, he was at the after party. Those photos, and he, man, he, dude, man. I didn't show you one. He sh- he snapped me a picture of Wentz, and I'll show it to you after the show. He looks, you'll have to see it and judge for yourself. But if but if a picture says a thousand words, it's a guy sitting down with just a thousand yard stare, like half faking a smile. Yeah, just thinking upset. about him and what could have oh, been if he didn't get injured. Man. I'll show you the picture, and you will tell you will look at it and be like. Oh my God, poor Wentz. Because he wants to be happy, he wants to be excited, but he's just thinking that should have been me out there. I'll, I'll show you the picture. You man. could it's, see it at it, the it, media it, it day is, thing too. Is, it is, is it worth yeah. tweeting out? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. After the yesterday, show. I was actually watching um, when Nick Foles was holding up the the trophy, and then he he, he handed it off to Carson. He gave, he gave right back to him. He's I, like, "This is your moment." And like, I was definitely. looking at that moment. I was like, "Damn, Carson looks like yeah." He's like, "Yeah." Sour. I, I want to win from one for myself. I know he was happy, but I mean, that's gotta hit you right in the feels on that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet this out on Fourth and John. Tell me this isn't the most depressing picture you've ever seen in your life. But go ahead, next Twitter question. I gotta find it. Our right, next question is from our good boy Zach Crest. He says, "Who's one player you could be moved? Who's one player who could be moved on draft day that was be that was surprise of fans? What's one move that on draft day that, that could surprise su- the fans? That would be surprising. Yeah." Oh, that nobody's not even talking. That nobody's about. expecting. Yeah, is Kendrick a surprise or no? Yeah, Kendrick wouldn't be. I mean, I, don't I guess think it'd be a surprise. I guess Darby. I would was be, gonna say Darby, Darby would, be, would be a surprise. We were saying Curry, but now Curry's already gone, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably yeah. Dar- probably Darby. Yeah. Peters. Anybody else besides Darby? I mean, if you, Pe- want, if Pe- you want, Peters would be a surprise. Peters, right? Right? No, don't fuck it. Oh <laughs> no! Me on the Peters thing. You were looking for a surprise dark horse one. I gave you a surprise dark horse one. God I mean, if, if you're trying to be like, you want me to do a hot take, a crazy one, just to, just to say it, I'd, I'd say Brandon Graham. That would be crazy shit. Brandon Graham. Nick, Nick Foles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's a surprise. I, th- I think it's just, I think Darby's the guy that, I mean, if they want to get up into that second and third round, or third round. I hear yeah, it. I hear it. I, we, got? we got another question from Pukey. <laughs> so he said, are the Flyers going to kick the Penguins behind in this postseason series? So we got a Flyers question here. Gail? So in, in, uh, yeah, Gail. How do you feel? It, it, yeah, Gail. <laughs> Gail, elaborate on the uh, Penguins-Flyers matchup. Yo, in the speaking NHL like playoffs. the timeline, I look at the timeline. Who do you like on the third line? I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like what is going on here? There's wrestling and there's fucking hockey. But I, How do you feel about the Flyers goalie situation? And everyone was like Crosby and I'm Giroux a, for Hart. I'm who the fuck is Crosby? Who's Crosby? Are you, you kidding you, you me right now? Be fucking kidding me. I'm sorry. Are you? Are you kidding me? Like, like. Well, like, I'm just saying. I don't. Like, all right, it. listen. I'm, I'm a complete hypocrite for saying who the fuck is like. Like, you got to be kidding me because a lot of this college, but like, it's just. And even basketball. Basketball is not my jam. So if somebody's like, "Oh, this player in the NBA," I'm, I, I, I don't know who. That's all. Doing. That's all. But I, but I, but I still know the top like, 
I still know who the fuck LeBron James Yo, is. Whenever, you don't know who whenever Sidney Crosby is. I need to rep for the brothers here in hockey. Don't do that to my man. <laughs> I know a little hockey. You, you know, know a little hockey. Don't do that. <laughs> how, how, do, how do you feel about the Flyers matchup against the Penguins? It's a tough one. It I mean, is a tough one. You're facing the two-time defending champions, and basically you're in a situation where, it's it, for me, it's Drew. It's all about Drew. It's always been about him. Back, I was saying on my show earlier, back in uh, 2010, he was the baby on the team. Mm-hmm. And he was the guy, this is his moment right now. If we walk in a bar right now and Keith Primo's there with, with uh, Claude Drew, who you going up to? Me, Primo. Oh, because yeah. Primo had the moment. Danny Briere or Claude Drew, who you walking up to? Danny Briere. No. This needs, no? No. No. Brothers talking hockey, bro. For me. This is a black for me, moment. For me, listen, yeah. listen. I'll, I'll, I'm just impressed you dropping Primo's name, bro. This needs to be. Listen, I know my hockey. I, I, listen, All I have right. the city and the burbs. I got the hockey thing down too. But my burbs. man, my man. I bring it. I bring it together. But it's for me. It's it's really about this. Has to be his moment. If this team's gonna be successful in the playoffs, he has to be the guy. In 2014, they went to the playoffs last against the Rangers. Where was he? Where's Carl Drew? He wasn't there. So this has to be his moment as a captain. The hundred points is nice. I need you in the playoffs. If he yeah. if he doesn't show up this like in this playoff series, he's going to get a ton of shit for it. Even though he had a crazy you you regular had a season, it, but it doesn't matter. It's all about the playoffs. Absolutely, it's oh, all about the playoffs. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Like even if they're one and done in the playoffs, like they lose that series to the Penguins. Like it could it just as easily be about the goalie. It always is. It always is. Goalie. For the past thirty five years, but you can't blame Giroux. Like right. Giroux obviously has to show up. Your top scorers have to show up on every single line. Absolutely. I mean, Some Gir- of the role players. I mean, Giroux, like- uh, has got to show up. I mean, really. Who? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Giroux. Gerald. Giroux. Gerald's got to show up. Yeah, that's what I said. Giroux's <laughs> really got to show up. If he doesn't show up, Giroux, we're gonna have a Giroux. We're gonna have some problems in the playoffs. Okay. All right. Well, wait, wait, wait. So to answer his question. Are the Flyers winning this series or no? Are they winning it? No, I no. say they're winning it my, my in seven. Head, my, my head says no. My heart says yes. They're winning in seven. That's it. The Flyers can't the play. The nice thing about hockey is a chance. It's a, hockey's a tournament. Absolutely. It's not a playoff. So by, there's a, by, the the way, by the way, as a brother who knows hockey, yes. do you watch the NHL playoffs? I will. Yeah, I love. I think it's, the, it's my favorite playoff. <laughs> I will. I was just going to ask my you. My favorite playoff. NHL playoffs. It's the best. Sorry, football fans. By far, the NHL playoffs are the single best playoffs. Facts. Facts. Absolutely. It is. Facts. Everything oh, yeah. gets cranked Fuck up. FOH. No, no, I'm, be... I'm dead serious. If no. like if hockey playoffs are on another fuck out of here on another level, hockey would be way more way more popular if it wasn't so expensive. We gotta take him to a playoff court. game. We gotta take this guy to, to a playoff game. game. I, I took him to a hockey game, not a playoff game. Did I tell you the story when I took him to a hockey? You game? You told me the story that he took him to a game, but he needed to. I saw a hat. No, trick. Yeah, he saw a hat trick, right? So I invite him down to a hockey game. I'm like, look, <laughs> look, just like me with Wrestle, I, I I can't remember. Just like me with WrestleMania, like, okay, I'm I'm gonna give this a chance, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna absorb this in, see if it's for me, right? So I was like that with Gail. Like, Gail, why don't you come down to a Flyers game? I know you don't know nothing about hockey, and uh, but I want you to take in a Flyers game and kind of see if maybe that'll be something that interests you. So his girl gets him a sweatshirt, gets him the beanie, and that night, I think, <laughs> I, maybe it was Reed, so, somebody had a hat trick, it right? Like, it was like three of them. Yeah, three goals is three, a hat trick. No, 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 no. I know no, that. No. I know that. There, there's no three that. hat tricks in one game. I, nah, bro. Yo, three goals. No, don't. No. It's three goals equal yeah. hat trick by one player. You know, it happened he, twice. No, 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 you no. Know, I, I know what he's talking about. Uh, we were playing the Columbus Blue Jackets, and uh, what was it? Sucky RJ? Uh, 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 Upshaw. Upshaw. Upshaw almost had Johnny a hat Upshaw. trick, but wow. the last goal, the last goal didn't count. 
So, anyway, so I throw my... This is the first hat trick I've ever seen. I throw my hat on the ice. Gail put his right? in his pocket. Bald head, sitting. <laughs> I look over at Gail. Gail's got his bald head. He had no hat inside. I'm like, oh, my God, we just saw a hat trick. Did you throw your hat? And he, like, takes his hat from underneath his sweatshirt. He's like, dude, I'm not throwing this fucking thing. My girl will kill me if I go back wow. from the hockey game without a hat on. She would have understood. It was a hat trick. Yeah. That's yeah, what that. you do. That's what you do. Even E, even no, I get it. I'm not hat out the fitted. window. I'm he wasn't doing. at the game the other my day. My whole outfit was looking mad. Not my fitted. Uh, not my fitted. No, can't do that. Levon would call me out, too, because you, you we, him and I were I'm not throwing my fitted. And there was a hat oh, trick. Oh, come on, Marcus. It's all fresh. You got the tag, the sticker on it? No. I didn't I can't do that. I'm throwing my hat. Unless I'll fake it so I don't get beat up, but my phone will come Unless it's my Super Bowl hat. I'm sorry. That's staying. Do we have any more Twitter questions? Hockey. Golf. Wrestling, wrestling. hockey. This is the no. whitest fourth and John cricket next week. Ever. We're going to do cricket next <laughs> yeah. week. All right, we got a question for Brother Frank, and this is for you, Gail. <laughs> he says, I know you're a Darius, I don't know his last name. Darius Geis. Darius Geis fan. He says, but if he wasn't available at 32, which would you take if they were Jones, Michael, Penny, or Chubb? Uh, probably go Jones. Uh, from USC, he's a home run hitter. Uh, pretty explosive. I think you add a guy like that into our offense. Um, it'd be crazy. It'd definitely be crazy. All right. That's it. Uh, that for questions. All right. Get ready on the outro music. One last thing before we head on out of here. Uh, me and Gail, we finalized the details for the Canton trip. Uh, we're, we're traveling out on Thursday, parting Thursday night, Friday, taking a entire day to visit the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Trust me, you could spend I mean, you, two days in that place. Eagle fans, you got to make it out there. Got to make it out. We are staying at the Courtyard Cleveland Beachwood. All right? That's where we're staying. We're staying in Cleveland and then driving the, uh, I think it's like an hour trip back and forth. Going out there Thursday night, uh, the day at the Pro Football Hall of Fame on Friday, and then the induction ceremony on Saturday, party on Saturday night. Headed back home on Sunday. I so think we're partying as well Friday night as well, aren't we? We're partying every night, bro. Well, that, that, you that, know that that is a given. Okay. That is a given. All right. But we're also going to check out some of the festivities that they have down there. Uh, Canton, Ohio, does a fantastic job of uh, like having parades and different different things to do during Hall of Fame weekend, as well as the Pro Football Hall of Fame having like Hall of Famers there taking pictures, signing autographs. So we're going to keep an eye out for all those events as well and kind of keep you posted on what we're going to be doing. But the one thing I want to pound home, Friday, the entire day, come visit the football Pro Football Hall of Fame with 4th and John. If you're out there or if you're, uh, if you're traveling out there or if you're already Ohio native, make the trip. It's going to be awesome. So, uh, yeah, let's take it home, baby. Hey, shout, shout out to Nicole and yep. Marcus from Philly Says Go even hanging out with us tonight. Y'all are the real MVP. For real. Thanks for having Always. us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Always. Low as hell. There it is. Hey. There it is. Remember to visit uh, the Wildfire Sports t-shirt shop. We always post a link for your t-shirts. I think they're all going on sale in the middle of the month. We will keep you posted on when that happens. Definitely pick up the Skull Baby for the first game of the year. And until next time, let's, uh, let's do our thing, baby. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! Bombs. You want Eagles football? Okay. We're talking Eagles football.
You're listening to Fourth and John. Wait, what the f is a John anyway? Too fucking easy! We're all high in here. He wasn't ready. <laughs> Yo, pouch! We just won the fucking Super Bowl, you John motherfucker! It's electric! What the flying fuck? Go Bears! Go Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 